0: Welcome to Twisted News, where we talk about two of the most horrifying crime stories currently happening around the world. My name is Andrew Fitzgerald and thank you guys for tuning in. Today we're going to dive into the mystery that surrounds the serial killer of Gilgo Beach in New York. You may have heard of him referred to as the Long Beach serial killer, who was disposing of women's bodies on the beaches out there and recently Police have released some new CCTV footage from a Holiday Inn that has footage of one of the victims, Megan Waterman, and it's believed that she left that hotel before meeting her killer, and they're asking for the public's help. The second story is a very interesting one about a very difficult decision that some parents had to make when they turned their children in for a murder they had committed. Hope you guys enjoy it. Now get ready for Scary Mysteries, Twisted News. Number 1. Serial Killer of Gilgo Beach We're all familiar with this scene in suspense thriller movies, the nervous character walking down a dark alley. Suddenly, a noise betrays the reason why she was nervous. Someone is following her. She panics, runs, and even attempts to call for help Help arrives, and yet she is suspicious. She runs away, only to fall prey to the stalker or to disappear, never to be seen again. Sadly, this very scene happened almost 12 years ago. In the early morning of May 1, 2010, 25-year-old Shannon Gilbert was running in fear along the streets of Oak Beach in Long Island, New York. She was on the phone with a 911 operator who was trying to get help for her, no avail. Shannon didn't exactly know where she was. She just repeatedly said that someone was after her and that they were going to kill her. According to one of Shannon's sisters, Cher, Shannon went to Oak Beach for a job. She offered escort services online and met her client on Craigslist. This client was identified as Joseph Brewer. At around 2 a.m., Accompanied by her driver, Michael Pack, who drove a black SUV, they went to the house of the client in the gated community. About three hours later, Shannon was on the phone with the 911 operator. Investigators would later describe the call as frantic and incoherent, which lasted for 23 minutes. They also revealed that a couple of male voices could also be heard on the line, these voices were later identified to be the voices of Michael and Joseph. Two longtime residents of the neighborhood opened their doors for a distressed woman seeking help. The first resident, Gus Coletti, recalled that it was about 5 in the morning when he heard Shannon at his door. He offered to help her, but she then ran away still in distress. Gus later informed police that he saw an Asian man, Michael in a black SUV following Shannon and even attempted to stop him, but failed. When Shannon ran away with Michael chasing after her, that was when he then called the police. Shannon managed to knock on another residence door before running away, never to be seen again. The police arrived at 5 in the morning to the scene, but found no trace of Shannon anywhere. Seven months later, the remains of four women were found alongside Ocean Parkway on Gilgo Beach. These women had been strangled, and then each one was placed in a burlap sack. The supposed grave site was only three miles away from where Shannon was last seen. And another eerie thing the police noted was that the four women, like Shannon, were all sex workers offering online escort services. In 2011, The remains of the four women were identified as Amber Costello, Maureen Brainerd Barnes, Megan Waterman, and Melissa Barthelemy, all in their 20s, but this didn't end there. In 2000, a sex worker disappeared. This was 24-year-old Valerie Mack. She was never reported as missing, but her remains nonetheless were found in Manorville in Suffolk County, New York that same year. More than a decade later, more of her remains were found at Gilgo Beach. Over her remains would only be identified in 2020. Another victim, 20-year-old Jessica Taylor, disappeared in 2003. Same as Valerie's case, parts of her body were also found in Manorville not long after. Then, also in 2011, more parts were discovered at Gilgo Beach along with the other bodies. These two places were about 40 miles apart. More than a year and a half later, in December of 2011, Shannon's body was also found at Gilgo Beach. More remains that belonged to four more unidentified victims were also discovered along that area. According to authorities, they are quite certain that one suspect, a serial killer, was involved in all of this. By scattering the remains of his victims in the area's particularly Gilgo Beach, he possibly intended on claiming the space. The reason why the cops didn't initially consider the crimes connected was because the killer didn't seem to follow a profile for his victims. Only 7 out of the 11 victims were sex workers in their 20s. Out of the 4 unidentified victims, one belonged to a woman. Another was an Asian male who wore female clothing. The last two belonged to an African-American mother and her female toddler. Recently, on April 12, 2022, police released to the public CCTV footage from the lobby of the Holiday Inn Express in Hopog, New York, from June of 2010, where one of the victims, Megan Wetterman, was last seen. The Investigators believe that Megan left with her serial killer when she departed from that hotel, and they were also hoping the other people in the CCTV footage could give helpful leads that may either help identify the possible suspect or any information to solve these crimes. Because of these discoveries and the length of the investigation that has been going on, the families of the victims can't help but feel frustrated over the seemingly slow-paced investigation that the authorities are doing, especially with the decision of releasing important pieces of evidence only after such a long time. The serial killer may still be lurking on the streets of New York freely, waiting for the right time to strike again. Most of the time, it's unbelievable to think that movies could happen in real life. However, it's not entirely impossible simply because of cases like these, where real people are being preyed upon by cold-blooded hunters who seem to get satisfaction from striking fear and taking lives. Number 2. Parents turn in teens for murder One of the important responsibilities of parents is to raise their children well. This is so they can become good leaders and responsible members of society, but sometimes doing the right thing may also mean sacrificing the freedom of their sons and daughters, especially if these children, or in this case teenagers, have taken someone's life. On the 21st of March of 2022, at around 1.30 in the afternoon, Linda Fricky, who was 73 years old, was just about to leave work at North Scott Street in New Orleans, Louisiana. She was putting something in her car when four teenagers then approached her. The target of the teenagers was Linda's 2021 gray Nissan Kicks. They got into the car and forced her out. However, in an attempt to quickly escape, the suspects didn't give Linda enough time to properly exit the vehicle. Instead, she got tangled in her seatbelt as the driver's side door closed on her. Helplessly, the grandmother was dragged away in the speeding vehicle for more than a block, and due to this, her arm was severed, which then became the reason she was dislodged from the vehicle. Witnesses looked on helplessly as they attempted to stop the teenagers from driving away. One resident even got out of his vehicle, screaming at them to stop, but similar to the cries of the other neighbors, they all fell on deaf ears. When Linda's body was finally dislodged onto the street, a couple, who were also witnesses to the crime, attempted to comfort Linda as she fought for her life, but sadly she died on the scene. CCTV footage showing the teen's moments before the fatal carjacking incident was released to the public with the police seeking help in identifying who they were. That same day, a mother made contact with one of the investigators and turned in her 15-year-old daughter to the police. Following that, the authorities received information about another suspect, a 17-year-old boy. It was his parents who contacted the police. And that evening, the male teenager was arrested at a home along with a 16-year-old girl, the third in the group. The next day, the other 15-year-old girl turned herself in to the authorities. None of the suspects were identified to the public because they were all juveniles, but they are now being charged with second-degree murder, while the carjacking case is still being investigated. Despite their ages, however, authorities are pushing that the teenagers be charged as adults for the severity of their crimes. The opinions regarding the teenagers' parents differ, While the authorities acknowledge the difficulty that the parents must have experienced in surrendering their children for the crime they did, some of the witnesses, as well as the people who knew Linda, were saying otherwise. They believe that the parents must also be held accountable for the crimes that their children committed. There isn't one exact right way to raise children. Customs and cultures play huge roles, even in how parenting should be done. However, being taught and made to understand how precious and important life is is something that should be expected of all. It's hard to imagine, especially for the parents of these teenagers, just exactly it went through their minds that made them able to commit and perform such a grisly act on someone who could have easily been their grandmother. So there were two of the most disturbing crime stories we have for this week. If you enjoyed these, been great because we have two new episodes dropping every week so check those out and for even more from us go check out our everytown podcast where we talk about the most disturbing crime stories in the u.s like these only more in depth thank you very much for tuning in i'll see you again soon